God's presence is just fun. Um, you know, as you read off the fruits of the Spirit, and seriousness is not one of them. Amen? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and seriousness. Just kidding. Um, You guys can be loose. God's here to free you, so I want you to feel free. Um, God is doing some really amazing things in this house. Um, We're just seeing a ton of... uh, um, I'm just, I, there's just a lot of freedom happening, and, and it, it's happening in different places and happening in different people, um, and it's, it's cool because it's, it's not like, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you think freedom, you can think generic. You think that it's like one size fits all. Um, now, the thing about it is, is like you might you might, everybody has a different background. You have a different, you came out of something different. And so you might be living in a land of freedom where someone else just came out of a land of slavery and like they're being able to cherish freedom. I mean, you'd be like, oh yeah, I just, yeah, this is, this is same old, same old or something like that. And they're just like, I, I didn't know I could do this. And so it's cool because God's just doing a really awesome thing and, and, and he's bringing people out of that land. He's, like, he's bringing them out of the, um, of the wilderness into the promised land. Now the promised land has giants in it. There are bigger battles, but bigger battle, battles means bigger victories. And um, how many of you guys know we're to be a people of victory? Yes, we know that? Like seriously, like, your life is to be victorious every day, and I think it's more victorious today than it is going to be yesterday. Like um, the concept of glory to glory, um, some people's glory days are all in the past, and I'm sorry, but that's just not that's just not the way God intended it to be. I mean, if you look at the apostles, their life was just keep getting from glory to glory that they had to be killed because their life was just too glorious. Like all the apostles, we, the exception of one that we know of, got martyred. That's a, man, if you, if you have to be killed for what you believe in, something's going right. And I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not promoting everybody go get killed. But what I am saying is that, I mean, imagine that your vision for the kingdom of God is just so extensive, so expansive, and so progressive that man has to stop you and a lot of I I think it'd be good for us to challenge our own our own walk are people trying to are people trying to stop the furthering of the kingdom I'm not talking about going out of context with the what the word of God says but I am just saying that the life that Christ has to offer you is a radical change I mean it's really radical it's really freeing and it's it is going to bring a thought into your mind that wasn't there before. And I think one of the things that I'm seeing is most people try to incorporate Christianity into Americanism. And, you know, my dad says it all the time, but Jesus is not an American. And, and even though God did do some awesome things and we have an awesome country, we, we are in this country, but we're of a different kingdom. And 
Do you know God wants to bring the kingdom that we are called to be bringing? Like God doesn't want us to take America into every land. He wants us to keep the kingdom of God into every land. Now I'm not, gosh, this could sound really weird. I'm not, I'm not saying anti-America. I'm just saying I'm pro-kingdom. And I want to incorporate God's kingdom into America. I want to incorporate God's kingdom into wherever I go. Um, I think when you lose that kingdom, you, you're in a lot of trouble. But I think that the keys of the kingdom, we have to know what season we're in or we're going we're gonna to miss out on a lot of good things. But the keys of the kingdom are in your hands. You must understand this. Must understand. Amen. Um, this morning I woke up and um, one of the things that God's been doing, I just kind of give you a testimony, Wednesday night, um, I'm, our, I'm our youth pastor here, and Wednesday night God has really been really put on my heart that our young people, our, our teenagers, our junior hires and high schoolers, they really need to know how to be arbiters or they need to know that they are the conduit of the presence of God. Like when you go to your school, like the reason, like I uh, had one girl and like she's been praying for people and people are just like getting healed in the, healed in the hallways and, and, and people are like kind of like, whoa, like what did you do? You know, like, that was God. And, like, she's like, God's at my school. I said, God's at your school because you're at your school. Like, the tabernacle, the Holy Spirit, that is in you. Like, the whole, we talked about it a couple times ago, but the whole purpose of the temple was to present what you are and the glory of who he is in you. And God has been doing just an awesome thing in so many of our young people where they're starting to see they, they are seeing the kingdom, and because they're able to see it, they're able to produce it. And you'll never be able to produce what you've never seen. And so, um, uh, anyway, Wednesday we had some young people, and we're just, we're just praying and got some music going, and the Holy Spirit says, um, have them pray. But here's, he said, I, I want them to pray for each other and for themselves. And so what we do is we pray for ourselves, we pray for each other, but then we go around and like we pray for all of our seats. Like, and like, it's like, I want you to pray for the seat, but I want you to play, pray for the person that is not in that seat. Like this, uh, Stephen is sitting here and Stephen is, uh, he's having a problem in chemistry. And Lord, I just thank you right now that you're just bringing restoration to his mind. I thank you for your healing his home life. I thank you, you're giving him visions. And I just pray for that man. Then I go to the next person. I pray for this person. And, and I start, we just go from one, one seat to the next because I know what I start to see in the Spirit, it's only a matter of time before it happens in the flesh. It's seen all throughout Scripture. It's called faith. And so we start praying for what is not there, though it is there. And I, I think it's really important that the generation knows how to produce what is invisible. That's what faith is. Faith is substance of what is invisible. Uh, so faith is the substance of things our faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is evidence of what is not seen. It's what, uh, it's what the Word of God says. And so um, he's been saying, I really want you to be able to show them what the invisible looks like so they can produce what's invisible. And I think, and this is, maybe this is just my opinion, but I think the reason why we have a situation like we are in today um, I think the atheist is the creation of a powerless Christian. 
I think when people don't, are not able to produce, if people claim to have Christ and they can't produce what Christ produced, even Jesus said to the Pharisees, if you do not see me do the works of my Father, do not believe what I say. I kind of wish more believers would take on that standpoint and be willing to test what they have. Because I believe God will show up. And when there is a, if you, if you the Bible says, uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 4.20 says, the kingdom of heaven is not in word, but in power. You know what? We need to be willing to show a demonstration of what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Because they need to see it, and so do you. Because God has every intention of building your faith. But it's going to start as a thought, but it won't stay as a thought. It will produce. Um, and so Wednesday night, uh, we had one student who said, well, my back hurts. And then we had a girl said, her ankle hurts. And so the Holy Spirit said, have one person lay down on the chairs. Back dude, lay down, pray for him. And ankle dude... Have this girl hold her ankle and pray for her. And it was so cool to see how God just kind of removed the pain. It's like it was never there. It's just like it kind of just left, like we were praying. And I mean, remember? I mean, you guys remember that. It was just like, this is kind of cool. And you know what? The reality of the power of God is just that it is a reality. It isn't weirdness. Like, it's something that happened, this is really interesting, I think it's First uh, or Second Thessalonians when, or Corinthians when Paul's writing the church and he goes, you're acting like mere men. Like, you know you aren't mere men and women. You aren't normal. It's okay. It's okay. You aren't normal. And like, I think it was my whole life, I, part of my testimony, I had every, almost all these people who are influential in my life was like, and people I didn't even know were like, David, you're just weird. I even had a prophetic word. The guy was like, you're weird. And then he was like, good weird. It's good weird. Just weird. And I'm just like, and so weird was a part of my nature. I knew that I was weird. I knew I was different. But it's because just I was from another kingdom. And you can only produce the kingdom that you're of. So we have an inheritance. And we need to be able to use our inheritance. We need to know how to use our inheritance. And if you have received Jesus, you have received the kingdom. And like I, like I hope you guys know that when he says, like, like the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of... You see, all, they're all the same thing, okay? But like if you notice, like when Jesus was talking to people, he'd be like, and I shared this on Wednesday, God was playing hot and cold, hot and cold with people all the time. He'd be like, the kingdom is coming. Kingdom is getting closer to you. The kingdom is near you. The kingdom is at hand. It's like he's playing hot and cold. You know? Hot, hot, or cold, hot, hot, warmer, warmer. And like you understand, your sphere of influence and who you touch and who you react, they are having an encounter with the level of power of God that you have inside of you. And God wants you to be aware of it because when you are aware of who you are or who, when you are aware of who the Father is, you see how the Father glorified the Son. And we talked about this morning in worship. And He has every intention of glorifying His body because the head, who is Jesus, has been fully glorified. I mean, He has, he has been totally revealed. Now it's the body's turn. So 
Um, I want to do something this morning that's a little different, and we're really early, and, and like it's, it's, it's not even 11 o'clock yet. And just so you know, I was thinking about taking the clock down and maybe putting a person in the window, because a real apostolic message is when somebody falls out of the window and you have to raise them from the dead. So, like, maybe who wants to volunteer? It's like, if you've ever won a race from someone from the dead, maybe you have to start with yourself. No, I'm joking. But uh, a real apostolic message, someone will fall out of a window from. So, um, I think God's going to do something interesting today. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, and I don't know. Um, I've never done this before. I've never, I've never seen this. But um, um, I, have a, I have two words that I want to give you. Um, by the way, church is going to be different as you guys know it. Like, God is transforming the church into, and I really think it's going into an apostolic direction. And there's been seasons, there's, there's fivefold ministry, there's the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, the Bible talks about. You guys ever heard of that? Five, fivefold? You've heard that? Okay. Um, but apostle is, it's very interesting because an apostle, it's, it's like the heart of a father. And God is restoring dad back to the church like we're not just going to be it's not going to be like clubs it's going to be a family like we we're a family and we really are and if this is your first time i just want to say welcome to the fam like we love you um we know that god we know we this is the thing is we know how powerful you are like like we know you were made in his image and it's our goal as, as the leaders here is for you to to come into that, develop that, and be launched in the fullness of what he has for you in, in his kingdom. And, and there's like, a dad desires his kids to go farther than him. I mean, right? Dads, amen? Like, you, it's like, you work, so, I mean, you work it's probably sometimes too much. Sometimes dad works too much, but the whole goal is so the kids can go farther than the dad. And you know, do you know whose nature that is? Like, do you know that's Father God's nature? Like he gave glory to the Son, and then the Son, that, that, the Son had the same heart that the Father did, and he manifested it when he said, and greater things will you do. Yeah. Like the whole concept is for you to do greater. And we want to we wanna, we wanna be conduits of that message of the kingdom. But God gave me a couple words to give to you this morning, and it's not even, um, uh, I have some scripture, we are going to get into scripture, um, but I just want to, I have a couple things that I want to say to you, um, and God gave me this on Tuesday, I was, I was at work and sitting down, I was on the computer drawing some stuff, and, um, he, and you, know, uh, you know it's not your thought. When you were, when you, you ever hear a thought and you're just like, what? Like you have to think the thought again to capture it because that was weird and where did that come from? And like the Bible, Paul says that who knows the thoughts of a man but the spirit of the man. So when you get your thought, like when you get a thought, it's from your spirit. But sometimes you have thoughts that aren't yours. They might be his. That's kind of cool. It's called Revelation. Uh, Peter, uh, Simon Peter got that when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And he said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. He said, flesh and blood had re- not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. See, that wasn't, that was, that wasn't uh, Peter's spirit 
saying that out of experience that he learned from education or something. That was revelation. And so um, God said this to me the other day. He said, David, he, he said this, tell this to my people. He said, I am, he said, God is not doing what he is not doing. And I sat there and I go, this just sounds like Yoda. I have no idea what this meant. Can you please slow down, uh, put the X-wing down, and let's go over this again. But he said, I am not doing what I'm not doing. And I said, you guys, you guys, slow down. You got to help me out. Give me some help on this. And he said, there's a lot of people that accuse me of not doing things, and I'm not doing that. And I was like, okay, need a little bit more. And he says, there are believers who are waiting for me to move. They are waiting. They are doing nothing. They have my image. Like, I'm in them, and they're not doing anything. I'm not doing that. I'm moving. I'm doing something. God is not doing what he's not doing. See, when something bad happens, where was God? Well, I don't know. He wasn't doing that. He only does what he does. And what he does is good. And see, if you don't know the nature of God, and you think God's like some bad, some evil like sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not, then when something bad happens, you're going to associate, well, why didn't he do something about that? But see, God's doing, God does good things. And when God isn't moved, like you know when God's moving because there's righteousness, there's peace, and there's joy. You know that. So when the fruit is not there, I know the man isn't. I know Jesus isn't there because every person Jesus came into contact with when he prayed for them Every sick person, every demon possessed, there wasn't a funeral he went to that he did not ruin. I just want, I want to tell you, I think you got it. Like, I think you do. Like, have a thought, and it, it might be his. I, I think you're big. I think you're big time. And I think God's doing something, and I think he wants you to move out because he wants to move with you. Like, he wants you to speak a word of encouragement to somebody because he's in the word. And, like, like the church needs to shift what it knows what season it's in. Do you, do you know that we're in something called the New Covenant? Do you guys know what that is? Do you know how awesome that is? I mean, the extents of what we have now is just crazy. And... um. I want to do something real quick, and then I'm going to get into the message, okay? I've got to do this. Um, if you have, um, if you have, a, if you have a, a, a hurt in your body, it might be in your, uh, it might be in your thumb. It might be, I, I, I don't know where it is, okay? I, I'm, sometimes my body will just start aching, and I didn't have the ache before, and it's actually the Holy Spirit telling me that someone has this pain here, and... And God will, God will heal it. Um, I want to do something as an act of faith this morning. Can, I, can we do this real quick? Um, um, what I'd like to do is if I can have um, 
anyone who has, if you have a soreness, maybe, maybe you have cancer. Maybe you have uh, a, just something of that nature that's not right. Like you know your body and you know it's not right. And you've had a vision of it being what it's supposed to be. I want to tell you that was probably God's thought and he wants to bring that. Okay? Um, I, I actually just want to ask you, and here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you if, if you would come and you would sit in the front row. And here's what I want to do. I think the Holy Spirit said people are going to get healed during the sermon. And that during the sermon, as you get healed, go back to your seat. As a testimony. Now, guess what? He might never do this again. He might never do this again. I just... There's something called honor that we are learning. In a culture of honor, a parent who is trying to develop honor in their child, you want them to succeed, but you will put two trees in the garden. Does that make sense? And so if you wouldn't mind, if you have, if you have anything that you would like God to heal this morning, could you just come to the front and just sit? Now, I'm not asking you to be prayed for. We're just going to, you're just going to come and sit in the front row. That's all you're going to do. Okay? Awesome. Thank you, Father. Thank you, guys. And I think, I think God is going to speak and then um, you just have a, have a seat. Thank you, God. Um, anywhere? Anywhere you can find a seat? Um, I think he's going to, um, this is kind of interesting. I know you've never done this before and neither have I. And that's kind of, that's okay, um, because all through Scripture, do you know, no, nowhere in the Old Testament did they teach that when you spit on somebody's eye, their eyes get healed, or thou shouteth, maketh, muddeth, with thine spitteth in the muddeth, and it will hit, healeth themeth, okay? That isn't taught, but for some reason, Jesus was listening to the Spirit, and the Spirit said, that's what I'm doing. So, oh man, uh... Bill, how's your right knee? You're good? Okay. This morning, uh, this morning we were in there and Bill prayed for me and all of a sudden my right knee started hurting and then 10 minutes later I look over and he's sitting down and everybody's praying for his right knee. I was like, that was you! <laughs> okay. Um, now this is kind of cool, but I just want to say, can I just put a thought in your mind? Maybe, maybe church is supposed to be the demonstration of the power of God. That would be really cool. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if people just got, just got good, got better, and restored? I don't know. This is kind of feels like family. I just want to thank you guys for responding. Um, he loves you. Um, he's, he's not going to ask you to do anything weird. I think you've done weird enough right now. You came to the front. This is out of your comfort zone. But sometimes, sometimes they'll ask you to walk out of your comfort zone um, as an act of faith. You know, when Elisha asked, was it Naaman, to go dunk seven times in the Jordan, uh, there were closer rivers and they were cleaner. But it was in the word, it was in the obedience of the word that the breakthrough came out. Who's that, left shoulder? That's you? Okay. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you for the, um, the shoulder right now, and I just thank you for you're bringing it out. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Um.
I think here's, you have uh, issues in your body, you have different things, and here's what I think is going to happen. Um, you have memories, like you, you have strong memories. And what happens sometimes is a memory, like you forgot something. You ever had something you forgot? You're like, oh, I forgot about that. Like, I think the, that is going to be the same as your healing. Like, you're going to be listening to the Word of God and realize Holy Spirit will be like, hey, guess what? It's gone. And you'll be like, huh. Wow, that's kind of cool. And it wasn't like you didn't, you're not flopping like a fish or anything like that. He's, and now, if you need to flop like a fish, I won't stop you. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if, if you just get healed like that, that's fine. That's okay. I just... I want to allow for his presence to flow. Like, I really do. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be pushy. I'm not trying to do anything like that. I just, I do think he wants to touch you. And I do think he's going to, um, he's going to release some things today. Um, God gave me a word that, and this is not you guys, but he said uh, that God's going to restore the wholeness of a person. And you have to understand that the, when, you, when he makes you whole, it's your spirit your soul and your body. And there's a lot of people, they get born again, but their soul is not restored. Okay? Your soul, it's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Because when your spirit got born again, now, now you're seated with Christ, you're a child of God, you're born in His kingdom, but your mind, your will, and your emotions, then now you still have those. You still have what happened to you. And God wants to restore the mind, the will, and the emotions. And I'm not going to call anyone out on this, but uh, someone, someone, I think, suffered abuse from a caregiver when they were younger. You had a caregiver. And, and your parents trusted them. And um, he woke me up this morning at 5 and said that someone was improperly treated from a caregiver or someone in their life, and it's, it's kind of tormented you a little bit. It hasn't let you become all the person that you need to be, and it's kept you from doing things. And God is bringing a, a restoration to you this morning. And the reason why he's bringing it up is because he wants you to know that he cares, and he can heal you, and he can restore you. He's very gentle, and he's a gentleman. And he, he's, he's going to just kind of, he's going to start healing and he's going to start reworking the clay. And he's going to start, what was, what was meant to be garbage, he's going he's gonna to make art. And he's going to mold something awesome out of it. I know this is a really different service, okay? I, I just think it's, it's really good that we not just know, we need to know the Bible, but we need to know how to listen to his voice. And you need both. You really do. Um, there's another one is, is someone feels hopelessness. This, this was interesting. I, I had a vision this morning and you've, you've had the word hopelessness come to you. But this, I want to give you a word. Is, is, this, is, this is really cool. Is It's not what it seems. You feel like the kingdom of God is zooming out. You actually feel like, like in your direction of God, it's getting smaller. That's what you like. Your, your spirit feels like that. You feel like you're getting, it feels like it's getting smaller. 
and it's like zooming out. But the Holy Spirit says that it's only perception and it's a lie of the enemy, that it's actually, he is expanding the access in the landscape of your inheritance. Because like I, I woke up and I saw this vision, someone is like, they just feel like they're getting further and further away from the kingdom, but it's actually not they're getting further and further away. It's you've been looking at it from binoculars and like he's just, he's going to take it off and you're going to like see, wow. It's like you're going from tube TV to HD. Now you have a broader perspective. You're not, you're not getting farther away. You're getting a broader vision. And I don't know, I don't know who that is, but that's a good word. That's like awesome. And I just, I thank the Lord for that. And, and some, if you feel that way, if like, like you're like, man, I felt that I was like getting farther, but wow, I never thought of it that maybe he's bringing HD into my reality. Like, um, and if you feel that somebody, and how's your lower back? I talked to you earlier. It's okay. Uh, does anyone have a lower back? Your lower back? Is your lower back your lower back? Okay. Who else? Your, is your lower back? Okay. Lord, I just thank you right now uh, for wholeness and for, heal, uh, for healing. For healing right now. Right now, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it, in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you right now that you're going to do... Man, this is just started. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Um, in Jesus' name, I just, I just ask for the lower back to be healed in Jesus' name. I just declare healing. I just declare Jesus. I just declare Jesus in this room. He's big. He's powerful and he loves you. Lord, I just thank you for expanding your love to these people this morning. I thank you for, for moving among these people. Man, he is here. Like, I just feel him like he's like walking, he's walking back and forth on this front row and he's just, what he's doing, he's just removing, he's just removing pain one by one. I don't know if you guys feel that, but like he's just kind of removing stuff. And he's, you can check it out. You can check it out. And some of you are going to feel a, a buzz, like a warmth. And the pain is just going to, it's going to feel different. The pain is going to feel different. And Jesus is, it's, it's going to just kind of, it's going to go to nothing. And you're going to be like, is that healed or not? And he's going to go, yep, that's it. That was it. And, and then you're to test it out. And you're to try it out. It's okay. Don't be scared. And it's okay. And you're going to be able to do that. Wow. Thank you, Father. That feels, you feel that? You just start to feel the heat. It's, it's, just, going to, it's just going to simmer. And you can just let it, it feels good. It, the presence of God really feels good. This, this degeneration, that's what it is. Bulging, okay, Hermandias, okay. Man, thank you, Father. Right now, it's just, there's a heat, and it's just starting. There's the fire of God is purifying her body right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for the demonstration this morning. I, this is exciting. Like, the power of God is exciting. I mean, you're just like, whoa, can, can I have it? In Jesus' name, that's yours. It's your inheritance. 
Like, what if the devil was lying to you for years because he didn't want you to move out in what you always had? What if you have it? You feel that? That's awesome. Thank you, Father. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the Word this morning. You guys can just sit tight. You know, if you're going to be in alignment with the Spirit of God, you must know what season He is in to know what season you should be in. And in, in Luke, you could turn into your Bibles to Luke chapter 9. Um, you're going to get it. You got it? Boom, right here. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. All done. Wow. Somebody have any ankles? Your ankles are sore? That's you? Your ankles are sore? You don't think it's yours? Six or seven days? Okay. Does anybody else have any ankles that are sore? You do? Yeah? Thank you, God, for healing in Jesus' name. Moving. Uh, you're moving them. Lord, uh, we're gonna start to, you're going to start to feel the pain. Just on a, um, start to leave. It's just going to start leaving in Jesus' name. It's, Jesus is here. That's why this is happening. Like, we need to know that that's, this is us. He's in you, and you're in him. And you, when you receive Jesus, you got the kingdom. Like, you are very powerful. Because, the Bible says, greater is he who is in you than he's, that he that is in the world. That isn't, that isn't for you to go out and try to fight people who don't believe in Jesus. That is not what that verse is for. That's for you to have confidence in knowing what you can reproduce in other people. All right, so I said nine. Uh, I said uh, Luke. Luke chapter nine. You guys doing okay? Luke chapter nine. What about a right hip? Anybody have a right hip? Or is that just me? Okay, I need prayer. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Sometimes it's not people. Sometimes it's you. But I'm willing to ask because I know he's willing to heal. Luke chapter 9, and I'm going to start reading in 51. It says, When the days were approaching of his ascension, he was determined to go to Jerusalem and he sent messengers on ahead of him, and when, and they uh, and they went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make arrangements for him, but they did not receive him because he was traveling toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw this, they said, "Lord, do you want us to command fire down to come down from heaven and consume them?" Man, there's a lot of prophetic messages that need to read this Bible verse. Ministries, I should say. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what kind of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went on to another village. See, you have to know. You have to know what season you're in to know how he's moving. And see, like, why did the disciples think they could call down fire from heaven? Like, where did they get that? Like, like, they got that from the Old Testament. They got that from Sodom and Gomorrah. They got that from Elisha. Elisha. That's, that's, what, that's what he did in the Old Covenant. Like, they, they knew what 
God could do. But Jesus says, you, you don't know what spirit you're of. Another version says you might have, you don't know what manner of spirit. Okay? And that spirit, it, it is a little s there in this version, but actually in, in the Greek, that is, that is what the Holy Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit. You don't know what you're talking about. That, that's not the way the spirit works. That's not what I, come, that's not what I came to do. And when you relocate, when you know the way he is trying to reach people, you're going to be effective every time. You need to know who, what he's doing in your life. Like God's doing good things. He's doing good things all the time. And I'm able to do, I'm able to see the good in other people because I have it in me. I can reproduce it. And then, so that was the first one. I want you guys to know what season we are in. You know that we are in the season. The Bible says that we are in, this, we are in the year, the favorable year of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, I am in, I am in the, favorable the favorable year, year of, the Lord. of the Lord. Now, turn to, your, turn to your neighbor, and I want you to, be, I want you to like smack them or high-five them or fist-bump them and be like, let's do this, okay? You are in the favorable year of the Lord. It, man, that's good news. That's some good stuff. I want to I tell you what it was in Jesus's nature. This is kind of cool. Like Jesus really messing things up and it was awesome. Uh, turn, turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 61. We're going to read this. I hope you guys are ready for this. Someone's going to get changed. I think we need to come to church with the anticipation that we're going to, something's going to happen. Like, he, he's only doing what he's doing. And when he's not doing something, he's not doing that. That's you not doing that. <laughs> Come on. 61. Isaiah 61 verse 1. Isaiah was an interesting prophet. He was probably the most evangelical, evangelical, evangelistic prophet. <laughs> he was Presbyterian. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm not knocking any denomination. I just... He was the most uh, evangelistic of the prophets. And a lot of, uh, like the first uh, 33, I think it's the first 33 books of Isaiah, it's dealing with the sin of Judah. Like you were thinking wrong, you saw wrong, this is da-da-da-da, and you hear a lot of rebuking happening as the word of the Lord. But then like the last 27 chapters, it's talking about the favor of God. And this is so cool. 61 verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to, oh man, to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Stop in verse 2. Now, let's read verse 2 again real quick. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Okay? Now, you guys get that, okay? In verse 2, favorable year of the Lord, day of the vengeance of our God. You guys got that? So let's see what Jesus thinks about this prophecy. Let's see how he quotes it. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. This is just fun. 
I love learning his heart because it makes me learn mine. Luke chapter 4. Now, let's do, um, let's do chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 16. And it says, and he came, to, someone, uh, someone's, uh, you have lungs? Something in your chest? Someone have something in their chest? Is anyone? Breathing, asthma? Anyone? Is that you? Praise God. You? It's in your throat? Is it sore? Hard to swallow? Okay. Lord, I just thank you right now for that warmth right now that's in her throat. I just say in Jesus' name, it's, it's very real. You, you've been waiting for a, a manifestation like this. You know he's good. But you've seen a lot of people who, who said one thing and they did another. And there's going to be a revelation of Jesus. It's going to be awesome this morning for you. It's just going to be good. Like You've been waiting for this. I, I like as a warmth it's just going to start happening it's going to start coming and you'll be able to swallow without soreness and, uh, do you sing? you do sing yeah thank you God Lord, there's, there's a song in your heart I see you as a worshiper it's awesome um, is it in your family? yeah thank you God Lord I just thank you uh, there's an anointing to proclaim uh, you have a, whoa, yeah, that's healing is in your voice. You're going to sing and people are going to get healed. That's kind of cool. And like you're just going to start being a, a, rest, a restoration. Uh, uh, it's, it, that's why it's in your throat. He's going he's gonna to heal you this morning. Thank you, God. That's all I got. I, I don't have any more. Sorry. Stop. Stop when you don't get it. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. Verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. This is talking about Jesus. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. Now, you got to remember, the prophet Isaiah, like the first 33 chapters are not cool. They're not I mean, they're what, like the majority of, a lot of people preach, this the damnation and you're doing it all wrong, da, 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 da. But Jesus takes the scroll and he's like, nope, 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 nope. Ah, here we go. Listen to this, guys. And so he finds, it says it right there, it says, and he opened the book and he found the place where it's written. Like, he looked for it. Some people aren't looking for the favorable year of the Lord. They're like, they're trying to find why they're going through junk. And they're being like, oh, well, that's, that's my word. I'm just judgment all over my life. And like, you're not looking for his nature. Does that make sense? Okay, so it says here, verse 18. <laughs> the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and gave it to the attendant, and sat down, and all the eyes of the synagogue were fixed on him. I wonder if they were like, Jesus, you, you know, there's more. There's more to that. He's like, I'm not reading that. That's, that's where I stopped. 
Where did he, what was the next sentence? And the day of vengeance. You have to know what the ministry of Jesus is. Because that's your ministry. We don't have a ministry of vengeance. We have a ministry of reconciliation. Jesus came to restore. Are you feeling it going down right now? You feel that? That's kind of cool. You're just kind of like, what? Yeah, that's cool. It's, uh, I feel it too. Um, thank you, Father. And so we have a ministry of reconciliation, and we have a ministry. Now, our ministry isn't vengeance, so I just want to, all of you who feel like you need to express the judgment of God on people, I just say you're, um, you don't know what spirit you're of. Like, it, it, it is in, it is a part of what he will do, just not in this season. See, we're in the year of the, we're in the favorable year of the Lord. And then it says, he began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all were speaking well of him and wondering at the gracious words which were falling from his lips. I must be reading the, uh, the message Bible or something. That's really articulate. Um, and they were saying, is this not Joseph's son? And they said to them, no doubt you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard in Capernaum, do here also in your hometown as well. So basically they're saying, look, we know, we, know who, we know you're doing a lot of awesome things around. I mean, you just got baptized, you've been doing miracles. All those things that you're doing there, why don't you do here? So he said, you're saying this proverb in your heart. That's what that is talking about. He said, but I say you in truth, verse 25, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the sky was shut up for three years and six months, when a great famine came over all the land, and yet Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. And all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage when they heard these things. They got up to drove him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill which the city had built in order to throw him off the cliff and he passed through their midst, and he went his way. I wonder how many people get offended of how good the good news really is. And when he's like, well, you know what? You had the good news, and you had the ability to do these things, but Elisha was never sent out to do what he had the power to do, uh, according to what your will was. See, they did amazing things, but the people of God weren't backing those prophets at the time. They, they, they thought God was mean. So they were waiting for a God that didn't exist because God's good all the time. And God is restoring the heart of who the Father is. Jesus Christ is perfect theology. If it isn't found in Jesus, it's not in the Father. Jesus said, I don't say anything my Father says. My Father doesn't say and I don't do anything he doesn't do. He is the perfect reflection of who the Father was. Thank you, Lord. And how are you, how are you guys doing? How are y'all doing? Y'all doing okay? Y'all just wanted to stay down here? Anybody? You, you have something here? You feel tingly? It's, yeah. What is that? Uh, 
Thyroid? Yeah. Okay. It's, on, it's warm? Fire? Numb? Yeah. Oh man, what do you want? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Right now, uh, put your hands on her. Thank you, God. They're right now just healing. You're using the body to heal the body. Ministering right now. In Jesus' name. Man, that's awesome. You're to speak healing to her. You just speak it over her body right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God's cool. He's doing cool stuff. And I just, hmm. Um, you guys, I, you, you probably have, this is not, visitors, this isn't every week. <laughs> this is not every week, but um, I just, I want to be able to move when he wants to move. And um, I, woo, come on now. That's what I'm talking about. She's done. See, boom. That's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. Whoa. Man, that's awesome. Some, something's happening. There's, you guys feel that? The Spirit of God is starting to move in His people because He's not doing what He's not doing. <laughs> he, he's only doing what He's doing. I just thank you. So, Elijah, come on now. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Shobayenis. Thank you, Father. So what happened was Jesus read this and Jesus wants you to know that we are, we are living in the favorable year of the Lord. Favorable. He has favor on you. He has favor on you. I don't know. Anybody have a right wrist right now? You have a right wrist? You? Okay. Thank you, Father. Thank you right now in Jesus' name. You're just cleansing, you're cleansing her wrist. Lord, she just experienced the power of God run down her shoulder, down her elbow. And then it just, just like the circulation of the blood, that's Jesus' blood, is just kind of healing you. And you're going to be able to move, move your fingers and you're going to feel it just kind of get, it's going to get like pulsed out of there in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Man, Dad, you're so good. Thank you, Father. You're so good. Um, let's turn to Matthew 5. God is like, God is a show and tell God. <laughs> so I think it's really good that we talk about God, but I think, it's, I think what you're seeing is the show part. It's show and tell. It's not just, it's not just word, but it's power. That's, that's awesome. Um, thank you, Lord. Demonstration. That's right. Word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 5. We're, we're going to be done here in just a second. Matthew 5. Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Anybody have problems in your legs? Problems in your legs? You do? Stand up and just move your knees. Okay. Stand up and just move your knees. Just work. Lord, I just, just command the popping to go. Come on. Do the, do the other one. Do the popping one. 
You feel it pop? Okay. You sit down if you want to. I just think he's working it out. I just wanted to do it. You all right? Come on now. You felt it? Thank you, Lord. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Man, he's so good. God is so good. God is not intimidated by by our lack of per, our our inability to see how good he is. He he's he's not. And what is happening here is God so desires to sow his nature, everything that happened here happens in heaven. Like this is heaven nature right here. When they experienced Jesus, they got heaven. And so I'm not saying they don't have Jesus, but he, this, when they, they have the Spirit of God in them. And God is saying, hey, I want to I I restore their soul. And hey, guess what? I want to do something in your body too. And what he's doing is he's just saying, hey, I love you. And here's an expression of I love you. I, I, I have a real heart to be able to go into places uh, where people they don't know his nature like they got memory verses down you talk to a lot of people and they have memory verses down but you and i was i was telling david this this morning that what when david says in the psalms thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against you you guys have heard that bible verse do you know that there were other words in his language that he could have used for the word for the Bible, that, but he wasn't talking about the Bible. He didn't say because there he would say, he usually would say thy laws or thy commandments have I hid in my heart, or thy statutes. But he said thy word have I hid in my heart. You see, we need to learn to hear because that word there is the audible word. Your audible word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I want to be able to speak the audible word of the Lord. God's here and there's life. Do you guys feel that? There's kind of, I don't know if you guys, but there's kind of like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> All right? That's kind of cool. What if the kingdom of God was like, what if wherever you went, people were like, what's going to happen next? Like, like they just got out of the bathroom, you know? You know, oh, grab the toilet paper on her shoe, you know? Like the handkerchief of Paul. You know, I don't know. Just like there's an expectancy. It's called faith. And it's the, the ability to produce the world of the invisible. Because that's he, he saw it and he was able to produce it. Are you guys okay? You guys doing okay? All right. Thank you, Father. Um, uh, Matthew chapter 5. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to close here really soon. Matthew 5. And I think I'm going to read... Just thank you for your shoulder. Yeah? Um, the hearing part, when you said hearing, I, yeah. want, I want to be able to fully concentrate on what I'm hearing so that sometimes people be talking and I don't hear what they're saying too good. And I, All it's right. not due to my actual eardrums. It's, it's, I need to focus. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, I think he's going to do it for you this morning. And he's doing a ton. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. Um, so we have, Romans, we have Romans chapter 5, and we're going to start reading in verse 38. 
I'm sorry, Matthew, thank you, you guys were listening. You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn to the, him, turn to the other him also. There's something that's very interesting when Jesus says, the year of the favor of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God. Now, how long did the favor last? A year. Well, uh, yeah, I know, it's like a, it's a long time. But according to the verse, the year lasts, or the year, I give you the answer. The favor lasts a year. How long does the, how does the, how long does the vengeance last? A day. That's kind of cool. I don't know if you got that. But vengeance is necessary, but like his nature is all the time. Do you guys see the difference? And, and Jesus here demonstrates, because I'm going to read to you, put, like, stay there, but I'm going to read to you the rest of Isaiah 61, because this is really cool. Um, I, the rest of Isaiah 61 says this. Became the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. Then listen to this. To comfort all who mourn. To grant... I'm going to read the whole chapter uh, real quick. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To grant those who mourn in Zion giving them a garland instead of ashes, a garland of praise instead of the spirit of heaven, the oil of gladness. We get another healing? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Um, instead of the spirit of heaven, uh, uh, we called uh, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of faintness. Uh, so they will be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified, and they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and pasture your flocks and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers. You will be called the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations and in your riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. Come on. And instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Hello. Come on, America. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be heirs. Theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery in the burnt offering. I will, and I will faithfully give them their recompense and make an everlasting covenant with them. Whoa, whoa, time out. I will faithfully give them their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. This is interesting, guys. And their nation, um, like put your finger there. Then their offspring will be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of all of the people's and all who see them will recognize them because they are the offspring of whom the Lord has blessed. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with the robes of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland. 
as a, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, as a garden causes a thing sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up there before all nations. Come on. That's some good stuff. That's the year we live in. Like, we, we, that's where we live. That's what's going on right now. That's what you are to take with you because that is your nature and your proclamation is in Jesus' name. And when you walk in Jesus' name, you carry his message. You carry the message, you carry the inheritance that he won for you. See, Jesus... Here's... You know we are saved by grace. Amen? We are saved by grace through faith, not of works. So none of you will boast. Do you know you're... This is interesting. This is, you know he could... Um, there's a difference between mercy and grace. You guys know that? I don't know if you know the difference between mercy and grace. I'll, I'll give you a short... Here's a short definition. But mercy... Is when Jesus, mercy is when God gives you. Oh, let me let me say this like this. Mercy is when God doesn't give you when what you deserve. Grace is what He gives you what He deserves. You're saved by grace. Mercy is what God is when God doesn't give you what you deserve. Grace is Him giving you what He deserves. See, you, you're a, you're a new kingdom. You're a royal priesthood. You're amazing. God's going to do something in your marriage, in your families, and God gave me a word the last time I declared it. There's going to be no unemployment in this house. I mean, that's kind of cool. Like the word of the Lord is going to be that there is going to be such a restoration in your bodies because of the Spirit of God. There's going to be a restoration in your, your mind, the way you think, the will, and the emotions. And there's going to be a restoration in your bodies. And what's going to happen is because you have aligned your mind with the mind of Christ, you have the mind of Christ, there's nothing you can't do. So when you go into the, the employer's office, they are going to see a person with vision and passion beyond what they can comprehend. And they don't know what it is, but they need you on their team. And it, it, it's not necessarily, you aren't going to have necessarily qualifications. You're going to have the anointing. That's, that's the X factor we need in America. That's what I'm talking about. Let's stand to our feet. I'm done. I'm done talking. Um, and now if you, want, if you want to be prayed for, I think we can, we can finish this um, for people who are up front. Let's just, um, can we just close our eyes and just listen? John, do you have something you want to say? Do you have anything? Lord, I just thank you right now for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for the testimony that has gone forth. Lord, you have just, you have shown your goodness in this place and we love you for it. And I ask right now, Right now, Lord, there are so many thoughts going around in people's minds. And I just, I come against any spirit of religion, any spirit of um, 
uh, uh, confusion right now. Lord, anything that would exalt itself against the Spirit of God in this place, 